We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ready, set, save, California. It's sellathon time this Labor Day at your California Ford dealer. Get ready for the best offers of the summer on the 2019 Ford lineup, like an adventure-ready Explorer or the all-new built Ford Tough Ranger. Or get behind the wheel of the 2019 Ford F-150 with the power, toughness, and capability to carry any payload. You've waited all summer for these deals, and the wait is over. So ready, set, save. The Labor Day sellathon is on now, but don't wait. These deals won't last. Hurry into your California Ford dealer before it all ends September third you are listening to the tuesday september 5th edition of road of his radio brought to you by my bookie i'm pat corain on twitter at pat corain and i'm flying solo this week um next week i'll be out in vegas um and we'll have uh George Kritikos on the podcast, who we'll be out in person with, so that'll be a fun one. Uh, should have Peter Overzet as a co-host there, who's also going to be out in Vegas with me. We're doing a live Fantasyland episode. Uh, and then after that, we're going to have Sean Siegel co-hosting for the season. Uh, Jacob Rickroad's got some. Uh, he just had his third kid, so he's, he's busy as hell, and um, he's going to be taking a bit of a step back from the podcast for now. Although we will have them back on from time to time throughout the season. Um, this episode should be really great. We've got Eric McClung joining the podcast, who's just launching a new podcast on the Roto Underworld Podcast Network, a uh, new DFS podcast that's going to be running every week of this season. And Eric's got some great thoughts on the week one slate for DFS. And that's something we haven't really covered on this podcast a lot since last season. So I was really excited to get into the DFS strategy uh, for for week one with Eric. It's kind of fun to switch gears a little bit and talk DFS. So we'll get into that shortly. 
Uh, but I did want to remind you that you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to a Rotovis NFL Pass through the NFL Podcast homepage, rotovis.com slash podcast, which will give you unlimited access to all of our premium NFL content. And that, of course, also helps support the podcast. Uh, we're going to have some, ter- some terrific in-season content this year at Rotoviz. Uh, we're kind of ramping up some of the apps that use the staff projections to help you build DFS lineups, help you set uh, your redraft lineups. And uh, Peter Overzet and I are also doubling down on our diary of uh, high-stakes virgins from last year, now diary of high-stakes sophomores, as we kind of chronicle our uh, second foray into the FFPC main event. Uh, so that should be, you know, fun at the very least. <laughs> it's, I'm not promising it'll be one of the most actionable articles that you'll get as part of the past, but it's uh, it's fun to write and, you know, it should be a fun read there. So um, if you are already a subscriber to Rotoviz, uh, you could also just help us with the podcast if you want to pop on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Uh, subscribe to and, and rate the channel really helps us grow the show um, and of course you can always get in contact us if you just want to let us know something or ask us a question or what what have you uh, rotavisradio at gmail.com and um, at rotavisradio on twitter I also want to mention my bookie which is our presenting sponsor for the week they have just a ton of options you know sports book options if you're looking to do something outside of dfs outside of fantasy if you haven't ramped up you know your your football obsession enough you can uh maybe do some uh season win totals uh which are which are listed here you can start putting down some week one action the cool thing about my bookie is that they'll match your deposit up to a hundred percent um when you when you make your deposit if you use the promo code roto radio um and that's mybookie.ag. Uh, you know, this is a this is a site that's going to actually pay you out. I think that's that's the real key here. Um, they've got in-game live betting as well. So you know, you, if you're watching Red Zone or you got your Directv set up and you want to actually start putting bets on as you're watching the game, you're going to really amp up uh, the Week One action here, which it's crazy, right? We got Week One kicking off on Sunday. So, you know, a little little extra, if, you know, you, you want to even add a little bit more to your week one excitement. Uh, so definitely check out MyBookie. Again, that's MyBookie.ag and our promo code, which you'll need to get the special uh, deposit, 100% match bonus, Roto Radio. Uh, but let's get into our interview with Eric McClung. Uh, I think you'll really enjoy a lot of his insights on kind of the week one DFS lineup and different ways to stack and uh, some really interesting under-the-radar targets there as well. Please welcome to the show Eric McClung. He's a contributor to Player Profiler and Numberfire and the host of the new DFS podcast, The Big Tilt, on the Roto-World podcast, Roto-Underworld podcast network. The first episode is debuting uh, this Wednesday, September 6th, and then the show is going to be airing every week, uh, Thursday, every Thursday uh, of the season, throughout the season. Uh, Eric, thanks so much for coming on. Hey, my pleasure, Pat. And yeah, I just like within the last uh, 15, 20 minutes or so, just finished recording that. Uh, We got Matt Kelly, of course, and Adam Levitan. 
So I feel like a podcast Iron Man uh, going for uh, for number two here. Awesome. Um, and I should mention, uh, for anyone who doesn't follow you on Twitter, uh, they should remedy that, at Eric McClung. Um, and yeah, Eric, you and I have actually met in person. Uh, one of the, the few guests we've had on that uh, I've actually met in person, we were both helping out Pete Manzanelli during the Broathlon. We were uh, helping him film for that. So uh, it's good to have you on the show. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. It was great to meet you and, and talk to you and hang out. Yeah, I got to meet uh, Peter Overzet and the man, so that was cool. Um, yeah, and if you watch the, if you go back and watch the YouTube video, um, yeah, I'm the guy doing sort of all the referee work. I'm putting my hands up or waving them for made and missed field goals. Uh, I'm at the end putting the medals on as well, so uh, you can catch me there. Uh, thankfully, Pete was kind enough. There was a moment where I sort of tried to uh, kind of like Matt Stafford sidearm a, a football. Uh, and ended up hitting some tree branches, which was very embarrassing. But thankfully, uh, P- Pete was a good buddy and, and left that on the, the cutting room floor. <laughs> I'm surprised that didn't make the outtakes or something. Yeah, I would have been cool with it. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, Pete was just you know doing me a solid there. <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you on because uh, for this show, we haven't really talked about DFS since like last football season. And you're just launching a new DFS show. So kind of the perfect guy to have on here to uh, get us back into the DFS season here. Um, week one lineups are out on DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, they've been out for a couple weeks now, right? Um, what, when you saw the initial pricing, uh, what what jumped out to you um, in particular? Yeah, yeah, pricing has been out for a little while now. Um, they did they did hold back the Kansas City and New England game on Thursday, so you don't get any discounts on Cream Hunt or. Chris Hogan, if you're going to uh, end up playing the primetime slate or anything involving that Thursday game. Uh, but yeah, really what jumped out to me and I think everybody else was they're really not messing around with David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell anymore. We know that Team Jam them in. Uh, I mentioned uh, we had Levitan on for the uh, the first episode of The Big Tilt. He was uh, the president and CEO, as I, I jokingly referred to, uh, of Team Jam them in. And that is under assault <laughs> this week. Uh, but I do think it's possible... Zach Ertz, because of the Jordan Matthews trade, ended up being very mispriced. Uh, Kendall Wright, I know you want to talk about him. I think he's really interesting for only 3.2 on DraftKings. So I think between Ertz and Wright, I do think at least for week one, I think we can squeeze out a little bit more juice from the Team Jam in Orange. Interesting. Can you just um, – you mentioned the the Thursday night lineup uh, with – no discounts on Hogan and Hunt. That was one thing that jumped out to me. Is so I've, I like am not as into DFS as some, and you know certainly not as skilled as some at DFS. But I was looking at the FanDuel and DraftKings pricing more recently, and that's one thing that jumped out to me is that there wasn't that discount. What happened there? Why? Why does that discount not not there? Yeah, just for whatever reason, they delayed actually putting the pricing out on. Uh, at least on DraftKings, I, I honestly haven't looked um, at the Thursday games on FanDuel as of yet. But uh, yeah, as for DraftKings, they just basically delayed putting any pricing out for the Thursday game, which uh, ended up, uh, you know, ended up being pretty interesting because, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, because of that, they were able to correct the prices interesting. Uh, and put Hunt and Hogan at, at reasonable levels. So yeah, otherwise it would be, yeah, it would just be a total total free-for-all with those guys. Okay, so... You, then you you mentioned uh, Team Jam Um and I wanted to talk to you about that as well because that was pretty much like kind of the default cast strategy, and you know, uh, 
I remember talking to Adam about that and he was just saying like last year, even though it was sort of the, the go-to strategy, the fact that everyone wasn't doing it left, you know, some value still available for that strategy. So uh, what, what do you think the sort of the public's view of that strategy going into week one will be? Do you think it's going to be as popular as it was at the end of last year? And uh, it sounds like you think either way, there's still some juice uh, to get out of it. Yeah, I think it's still definitely conceivable to do it. Um, yeah, I don't really think it will be super popular. David Johnson is 9.4. Le'Veon Bell is 9.8. Um, I think if you are sort of a general fan or new to DFS, you may be a little worried about Bell because of the holdout. You know, he's basically just reporting for work, as it were. And to pay, you know, such an, an exorbitant price for him without uh, any preseason action, very little practice, uh, I personally am not very worried about those things, but I, I could see how, you know, maybe a more casual person would be. Uh, as for David Johnson, he's on the road, so that's, a, you know, a, a little bit hairy for some, although Bell is as well. But uh, Johnson's on the road, and you see this scary little red number seven next to the ranking uh, for David Johnson uh, reflecting how the Lions uh, defense performed against running backs last year. So that could scare some people off as well. And just, you know, having to pay, let's see, we put both of them in there. We only have 4,400 remaining per player. So again, if we're sort of in that casual mindset, I think that's going to be pretty tricky to come up with a lineup that you like. Uh, I think LaShawn McCoy going against the the Jets who just continually, uh, you know, lose good players. Uh, and then uh, his backup, was cut as well. So we're looking at just a complete monster workload for McCoy. So I think people will, will gravitate towards that. Um, so, I, you know, I think there's uh, some other options as well. Uh, we'll talk about some cheaper running backs, I'm sure. Uh, so I just think, uh, yeah, for a casual fan, I think it's going to be a little intimidating to plug both of those guys in and, and come up with, with something that you like. Between the two of them, which guy do you like better? Um, I would have to take Bell. Um, you know, I, I you know, I don't know what your opinion is of home road splits, but, you know, with Roethlisberger, they are, you know, pretty intimidating. And, uh, yeah, there's just, you know, no reason why they wouldn't ride Bell. You know, we don't, you know, Cleveland, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the road of his crowd and anybody who's kind of analytically uh, inclined is, is sort of rooting for Cleveland. But, you know, week one with, with the Steelers coming into town, I don't think this is, uh, you know, I, I don't think this is going to be their, uh, their the big stand that they make and, and show you know, what they could be going forward. So, uh, you know, Bell, I think, is, is going to be uh, the beast there that uh, that's just going to rip him up in, in week one. So if I could only choose one, Bell is, is definitely the way that I would go. Awesome. Um, okay, so let's talk about Kendall Wright. You mentioned him earlier. Uh, Cameron Meredith obviously had a devastating knee injury. Um, the, there should be some value opened up, theoretically, for White. Uh, uh, right, I should say, but also maybe Kevin Kevin White as well. Um, how much value do you think is there for White and Wright, and how chalky do you think those guys will be, if at all? Well, yeah, I mean Kevin White. I mean that's tough. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I just can't see myself playing him this week or, or maybe any week. I mean he's he's one of those guys that, that you know really is going to have to prove it. He's he's four point two. That is cheap. Uh, but we take a look at Wright. He's 3.2 so that's a pretty decent savings there we take a look at preseason Wright has performed pretty well out of the slot he also caught a red zone touchdown from Mike Glennon they're facing Atlanta I uh, can't imagine that you know the Bears are going to be very competitive in that one and we know that Jordan Howard is is not much of a pass catcher so any sort of uh you know check down 
safety throw, you know, we're, we're talking about Mike Lennon here. This isn't, uh, you know, somebody who's looking to whip it down the field. So, you know, I think right out of the slot is going to be a guy that, that could be peppered. Uh, one thing that Levitan did point out, though, is that in two receiver sets, at least in the preseason, Wright was not on the field. So that is a little, you know, maybe a, a little intimidating knowing that fact. However, if they are behind significantly, which I think we can safely say against Atlanta, I think they're going to need multiple receivers on the field to be competitive. So I wouldn't be too worried about Wright not seeing a, a ton of snaps. And this is a guy that's been successful with Dow Loggins, who is the Bears' current offensive coordinator. Uh, Wright was a former first-round pick, and on his resume, he's got a 1,000-yard season. So, you know, he's kind of fallen on, on hard times, I guess, and, in, in, you know, in, in kind of taking a backseat in Tennessee. But he's definitely got a new life here in Chicago. Um, I think he's a guy that should be picked up by now in your redraft leagues, and I definitely want to play him here, at least in cash games. I don't think in tournaments, although the price is great, you know, I don't know how much upside there necessarily is in right uh, from from that angle, but uh, in cash games, yeah, I have absolutely no no problems at all going with uh, Kendall Wright. So maybe the ownership percentage isn't really such a concern then, if if you're thinking he doesn't really have the upside for a tournament play anyway. Yeah, that's that's tough in in tournaments because uh, yeah, I, I think he could be a little bit more popular. I I know I've I've tweeted out about Wright a couple times and. We've gotten some some varying responses, so I think there could be some people who are just going to be like, "Oh no, there's no way I can play this guy." Um, so yeah, that that percentage is is going to be interesting, uh, but it's not so much the price. It's just you know I don't know if he's a two touchdown kind of guy. I don't know if he's necessarily going to get like the yardage bonus that kind of thing. Um, I think the targets are going to be there if he catches you know five six balls and you know averages maybe ten yards per catch, something like that, you know, ends the day with 70 yards, something like that. I think it's going to be very usable in cash. I just don't think he's a guy that could blow it up uh, and, and be useful in a tournament. Makes sense. Uh, who are you, uh, your wide receivers and, and some other running back plays that make sense for you in cash? Well, cash game wide receiver, uh, I mean, Doug Baldwin just really jumps off the page to me. He's only 6.7 on DraftKings. You know, I want to play him. I want to play Russell Wilson in cash, preferably. Um, and, you know, Baldwin has been phenomenal. You know, Josh Shermsmeyer of Rotoviz also has a fantastic Air Yards website. And Baldwin is a guy that really crushed it last year with the racer, which is the, uh, the Air Yards efficiency metric, was just outstanding in that regard last year. Baldwin is just so efficient. You know, we don't necessarily need to get a lot of targets from Baldwin to have a good day. Uh, but we're not intimidated at all by the by the Packers secondary, and with Seattle being on the road, uh, this is a situation definitely that could turn into a shootout. You know, especially if the Seattle's defense uh, tapers off in any way. So I, I really really like that scenario for for Baldwin and Wilson. Uh, I think he should be pretty popular as well. I also like Michael Crabtree at six K on DraftKings. Uh, people just have a disdain in their heart for Mari Cooper because he doesn't score a touchdown. Certainly not red zone touchdowns which was the bread and butter for Michael Crabtree last year. Half of his red zone receptions went for touchdowns, including four that came inside the 10-yard line. So those are two guys that de definitely jump out to me, um, at least on DraftKings for cash games. Do you like doing kind of the, the quarterback wide receiver stack in cash uh, when it makes sense? Um, and uh, are you doing more kind of head-to-heads as a result of, uh, instead of 50-50s uh, if you're doing that? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much will run out just one cash game lineup, whether it's yeah head-to-heads or yeah 50-50s, double-ups, um, you know, that, that kind of scenario. Um, also, like doing, if you could just, you know, if you get into some of the smaller, the real small field tournaments, um, 
you know, three mans, five mans, 10 mans, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'll just run out one cash game with that. Yeah, I definitely am a quarterback and wide receiver stack kind of guy. Um, you know, there might be some situations where, you know, if the, the number one wide receiver is just like super expensive, maybe I'll go with the number two, um, you know, like with Michael Crabtree. I remember a few years ago, I mean, the, the best situation was the uh, that uh, Ryan, the uh, the Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic run uh, with Fitzpatrick and you could play Decker or Marshall and that was, you know, just like printing money every week in cash games. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> always been, uh, my preferred way to, to go about it. So yeah, if, if I go with Baldwin, I, I want, I want Russell Wilson in that lineup. Cool. And then, so you mentioned McCoy and, uh, Bell and Johnson as potential cash game plays at running back. What other guys are you thinking about? Well, two more definitely come to mind. Todd Gurley at 6K against Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, his, uh, you know, last year, in addition to dealing with Jeff Fisher, uh, the, the other problem was just them not throwing the ball to him. You know, those targets went to Benny Cunningham for whatever reason. Uh, but now we have Lance Dunbar, but he is going to be on the PUP. So he is going to miss six games, which basically puts Todd Gurley on the field in all scenarios. And Indianapolis is looking like a train wreck. They've got no Andrew Luck on offense, and they've got no, excuse me, they do not have their number one corner, Vontae Davis, either. So, yeah, Todd Gurley is definitely a guy that uh, that we can play in cash. And Carlos Hyde, I know the situation is not great against the Panthers. They were a top 10 defense against running backs last year, but it's only 4.6 on DraftKings, which is just crazy. I mean, he's priced like he's a backup or something. Uh, I think you could make the argument he should be $1,000 more than that. So, and Hyde is a guy that, you know, we've seen in the preseason. He's not known as a pass catcher, but he's a guy that did not come off the field in the preseason either. So those are definitely two options that are certainly more affordable um, than either Bell or Johnson. So those are, uh, you know, I think as for Hyde, I think if you're on Team Jam of Men, uh, I definitely think you could go with Hyde uh, in addition to uh, in addition to Bell and Johnson. And uh, I, I think, you know, locking up those three running backs, I think is a good way to start that. That's an enticing way to start your cash lineup for sure. Um, what about a quarterback in tight end for cash? Yeah, Zach Ertz is just a screaming value. He was a number five uh, target premium on player profile last year, which tell us, tells us that Ertz was playing well above the other options in the Eagles pass game last year. Now it is a revamped unit, but they did trade away Jordan Matthews to the Bills. So the middle of the field is wide open for Ertz, he's only 3.5 on DraftKings, so he's you know that that's a a, mis, a, a mispriced player, uh, you know right there, and he he was priced before that trade, uh, so that uh, makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, in cash, I mean that's exactly where I want to go with Ertz, and um, yeah, I think you could also if you're feeling a little frisky and want to go a little go with a little bit more risk, I think Carson Wentz is interesting in cash as well. He's very uh, very cheap and affordable. Uh, 5.3, in fact. So I think you could play him and Ertz and, and go over the quarterback tight end stack. Um, uh, that would be an option as well. Fantasy football fans, listen up. If you love fantasy football, then you need to try my new favorite app, Draft. Here's how it works. You do a draft that lasts for just one week and there's no management. Just set it and forget it. Once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire. Draft even takes care of last-minute injuries for you. Drafts start every couple minutes, so you could join one right now. And the best part? You play for cold, hard cash. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. There's no salary caps, 
so you play in real life snake drafts just like you would with your friends in a season long league so come in join me draft against me on draft today download the app anytime just search draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on playdraft.com whatever you want for a limited time only all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit but you have to use the promo code rv radio that's right play a real money game for free just for using my promo code rv radio on your first deposit on draft just search draft in the app store or go to playdraft.com and come play free with promo code rv radio What quarterback wide receiver stacks are you looking at for week one? You mentioned Wilson and Baldwin. You, uh, I guess Wentz and Ertz kind of fits in with that. But are there any other uh, quarterback wide receiver or tight end stacks that you're looking at uh, to start kind of either your cash or tournament lineup with? Yeah, you know, one that's really interesting to me, and and I haven't really settled where I would end up playing this, but Brian Hoyer and Pierre Garçon, uh, if you don't want to play Carlos Hyde, um, I think that is a really interesting setup for them. Um, they're going to be at home. And really, the, the weakness of that Panthers defense is the secondary. There's not really any corners that you're too worried about. Brian Hoyer, we have seen, regardless of where he plays, he's a guy that will absolutely pepper his favorite target, or uh, his favorite receiver with targets. I mean, anybody who owns DeAndre Hopkins uh, in Dynasty is on their knees praying that uh, Brian Hoyer would, would come <laughs> back to Houston. So... I think we're going to see that kind of love with Pierre Garçon this year. Uh, so that is a, a really interesting stack to me. I, I think you could get away with it in cash. Uh, Garçon, let me take a look here. I believe it was 5, 5.3. So I think that that's pretty cheap. Hoyer's 5.1. So that's that's very, very affordable. Um, and, you know, if, if you do think that uh, Carolina is going to put a hurting uh, on the Niners and they're playing catch-up, then there's going to be a lot of opportunity for those two. Is that – more of a DraftKings stack, do you think, with the the full PPR for Garcon, um, compared to the half PPR for Fanduel? Does that make enough of a dif- of a difference? Just given my impression of Garcon would be that he kind of lacks touchdown upside, so uh, that could hurt him potentially in Fanduel. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, if you can get the the full PPR, um, you know, bonus uh, as it were with Garcon, yeah, I think that does make a little bit more sense uh, on DraftKings. Yeah, he's a guy. If they do get in close, I think Hyde is going to be the guy to, to punch in that touchdown. So, uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I, I'm in agreement there. Cool. Um, and then in terms of stacks, are there any kind of a little you know more outside the box style stacks that you're looking at? Uh, quarterback two wide receiver uh team stacks uh double dip which if you aren't familiar with that uh anyone not familiar with that uh i know you are eric but uh that's when you stack the defense with an offensive player who also plays special teams um so anything like that that kind of jumps out to you yeah there's two quarterback tight end stacks uh other than wentz and Ertz that i think are very interesting uh marcus mariota and Walker, uh, I think, are, are pretty good. Uh, now, Walker is kind of in a weird area in terms of his of his price because, again, you could just pay down for Ertz. So I don't think there's going to be much uh, much popularity on on Walker. And uh, I mean, we've seen the Raiders two years ago were just uh, just a complete joke. Uh, couldn't defend any tight end to save their life. Last year, there there was a little bit of improvement, but not by much. Uh, you know, I. You know, we all think that Eric Decker is going to score all the red zone touchdowns. So, again, that's another situation where I could see a depressed ownership on Delaney Walker. 
The other option is, you know, I, we, we talked about Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin being such great plays, but let's not forget about Jimmy Graham. Uh, I think Jimmy Graham was a terrific value in redraft this year, and I think he's a really good value this week in DFS. If everybody's on Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin in cash, which I which is definitely where I'm leaning, then I definitely want to just take that lineup, remove Doug Baldwin, plug in Jimmy Graham, and go with a different wide receiver because I think that that ownership could could flip in a big way. Where if, if Graham ends up scoring, you know, two red zone touchdowns instead of Doug Baldwin, I think that's going to be be pretty huge. Uh, going back to a more conventional quarterback wide receiver stack. Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald, we saw last year the Detroit Lions were the worst team in guarding slot receivers. So that's right in Larry Fitzgerald's wheelhouse. And we've seen his play really decline in the second half in recent years. So now is the time that you want to play him. Interesting. Yeah, interesting note about the Raiders uh, defend, you know, defending tight ends as well. Their linebacking core right now is just a complete question mark. Uh I do a little bit of IDP, and it's like who they're even going to be playing at pretty much every position is completely up in the air. It could be an undrafted guy uh, at weak side, and, and they're just basically shuffling people around, hoping someone sticks. So, um, you know, considering they haven't been good over the last two years defending the tight end, it doesn't seem like they're really set up to improve that this year. So that could be a, a target potentially for the full season. Um, in terms of, like, all right, team stacks, is there anyone that you're kind of looking at where – you know, you're stacking up the offensive side and then you're looking to bring it back with a player on the opposite team. Does any any of those look enticing this this week? Well, I think the really popular one, just based on, you know, what the Vegas line is, is going to be putting together Titans and Raiders. That's a, a game that, you know, just has shootout written all over it. Um, but if you want to stack just like an entire team, you don't necessarily have to, to bring it back with Browns here. But one of the, the tried and true sort of onslaught uh, formulas is just packing in your Pittsburgh Steelers, Roethlisberger, Brown, Bell, Bryant, you know, the killer bees there. Uh, and we don't get to see these guys all on the field together, you know, very much. So play them now, you know, while you can. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's a, a situation where you could throw everybody in. I think going back to that Panthers 49ers, I think that could maybe be a little bit more of an under the radar scenario. So yeah, if we could play mixtures of, you know, Cam Newton, Kelvin Benjamin, Pierre Garçon. I could throw Hyde in there as well because I do think he could, uh, you know, we'll see a little bit more from the receiving end for him. Uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, I think, will be pretty popular as well. And if it is a shootout, we're going to, you know, definitely see uh, him in the passing game a lot more than we're going to see uh, Jonathan Stewart running the ball. So I think that's another sort of game stack that uh, is really interesting as well. Cool. Um and then I just wanted to kind of talk to you about your feeling on ownership percentages, uh, kind of generally, but also just for this week. Um, given that there's, you know, it seems like there's a lot of good options this week. Usually there are some mispriced players heading into week one, just because the, the pricing comes out a little bit further ahead of time. Um, and then there's obviously, so everyone's healthy uh, or almost everyone's healthy. Uh, and there's so many games, you know, the 16 games over the week, 13 games on the main slate. So uh, in terms of your GPP ownership considerations, how do you think about that generally? Um, how much do you factor that in? And then does that vary at all uh, in week one compared to where you're at, you know, maybe mid-season? 
Yeah, I mean, you're, you're you're definitely hitting on it there. Yeah, I mean, we've just had so much time to analyze this slate that, yeah, it's hard to, you know, just sort of dig somebody up that, you know, nobody's really factored in. I mean, the main thing I could just say in, in terms of approaching tournaments is just don't get overly fancy. Like, you don't need to get that guy who's like 1%, 2% owned. Um, we often don't, you know, see that. Um, I, I just, you know, the way that I like to do tournaments is kind of what I mentioned a little bit earlier Take a situation that we know is going to be popular, is in a game where there's going to be a lot of scoring, and take Russell Wilson, even though the ownership's going to be high, and play him with Jimmy Graham because we're going to see less ownership on him than we will with Doug Baldwin. So we still get a ticket into that explosive game, but we're just going with the guy where the the ownership logically is going to be depressed. So again, just don't get overly fancy you don't have to pull out this minimum salary guy who's, you know, going to score two touchdowns out of nowhere, that kind of thing. It's just, you know, you're, you're literally just taking shots in the dark with, with that kind of format. So, uh, yeah, just don't get fancy. Uh, stick with the games that uh, look enticing and just, you know, think of some players that, you know, are going to go overlooked. I like that. Make some smart pivots, but, you know, you don't have to pull a rabbit out of the hat type thing. Yeah, another well, another big one is just price. Like if you if you see a guy that is say you know six thousand, like Michael Crab. I mentioned Michael Crabtree earlier. Well, uh, Artavis Bryant is the exact same price. So if you really like that lineup that you have going on, just take Crabtree out, thinking he's going to be a more popular guy. Plug Bryant in, and you can keep the lineup the exact same. You're just making a price pivot. So that's another situation I like as well. If if we know a guy is going to be super popular, just find a guy who won't carry anywhere near as much ownership, but is in that same price level. And you can still have a pretty chalky lineup, but you just have that one little change up there that could be a big difference. Awesome. Um, who are you looking to avoid for your um, for your tournaments this week? Who, who are you fading for tournaments in week one, whether it's because of ownership or just because you think they're not as good of plays as people think? Right. Well, we, we've talked about Ertz. You know, that, that price is just phenomenal you know, all the ownership is just going to gravitate there on DraftKings. So in tournaments, I think you pretty much have to make a stand. You're either going to go over what the field has and play a ton of Ertz or just fade him completely. And if he goes bust, you know, then, you know, just in that in and of itself, you, you've got a pretty decent advantage. And last year, Carson Wentz uh, laid a huge egg in um, in Washington last year. I believe he's under 180 yards, did not score or did not throw a passing touchdown. So uh, as good as his matchup looks, uh, you know, Carson Wentz has, has not been uh, not been a standout performer by any means. So uh, Ertz could suffer. It's not, you know, it's not the layup that, that maybe it appears to be. Uh, Terrell Pryor is a guy that I know we wanted to talk about uh, on the podcast but didn't get to. Uh, Pryor is it just in kind of a, you know, an interesting price pricing uh, pricing spot on DraftKings. Uh, but we just don't really know how those targets are going to manifest. You know, we've got Jamison Crowder, a guy who you get peppered uh, out of the slot. We've got Jordan Reed for as long as he's healthy. So, you know, prior, we just don't really know how that that's going to, you know, how that's going to go. And the Rams defense is looking like it's going to be very popular. Andrew Luck was, was ruled out. I know Aaron Donald is probably not going to play as he holds out for a new contract, but you know, I don't think I really care. Uh, with the train wreck that Indianapolis looks like. There's going to be a lot of opportunities. So I like the Rams defense in cash, but I don't know if they necessarily make a lot of sense in tournaments just because if we can predict pretty high ownership on a defense, 
it's a pretty variable spot. Um, and to have the highest zone defense in a tournament, I don't think really makes a lot of sense there. One that I really like quite a bit that I don't think is going to be owned uh, is the Miami Dolphins defense because the Tampa offense has so much hype on it right now. Uh, but we've seen Jameis Winston fall on his face hard. He had four games last year with multiple interceptions. He was also sacked four or more times in three games. And, I mean, if you pull up what Jameis Winston did at Dallas last year against a defense that by no means is intimidating, uh, it was a complete disaster. And there could be some weather involved with, with the hurricane coming in in that game. Um, so I think that's a defense that I like quite a bit in tournaments. So, yeah, don't play the Rams. Uh, play some Dolphins, somebody else. Man, I really like that one. Kind of, you're also going against a little bit of the hard knocks optimism too. So, uh, I like that contrarian take there against against Jameis. Um, and the Earths one makes a lot of sense too. I mean, you mentioned like you don't want to necessarily be on a defense that's highly owned, um, given how random that position can be. But tight end can be highly variable as well. So, uh, when you see a tight end get to like pretty high ownership, like we expect Earths to be at for Week One. Is that kind of automatically a red flag for you where you're not necessarily going to fade the guy, but it's just sort of sending alarm bells that, you know, you, do you kind of feel the same way about tight end basically that, that you just said about defense? Yeah, because it's, I mean, you could flex a tight end in DraftKings. Um, there's not many scenarios where I've really ever done that, but you can. So it's not a one-off position like it is on, on FanDuel. But yeah, if, if, if you see that high ownership coming a mile away, um, yeah, again, I, I just make a stand in tournaments. Either you're all in or you're all out. And, uh, you know, you just, you know, live with the results there. But yeah, Ertz, you know, we saw him get a ton of targets, you know, in the second half last year. But again, Wentz, although there's plenty of reason to be optimistic about how they've revamped this offense, um, you know, but uh, he's, you know, he's not, he's not a sure thing. So I like it in cash, but in tournaments, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind uh, a full fade of Ertz. Awesome. And then just to close out here, I uh, kind of wanted to just uh, pose a question to you, uh, which is by midseason, whose price do you think, and I guess kind of, you know, maybe average price over a few weeks in the midseason or, or what have you, but whose price do you think is going to increase the most from where they are week one by the time we get to the middle of the season here? And uh, I asked you to give me one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, and one tight end. All right, so yeah, I mean, these are a little tricky, and it took me some time to come up with with some names here. But Russell Wilson, I think, is a guy who could be, I mean, in theory, the number one quarterback. Really, if uh, you know, I mean, last year he was not a guy who was able to to run around and and do his thing. Um, and if we do see any, you know, regression or decline in that defense, you know, we've seen how efficient he can be on, on just a couple of throws. So if, if he's, if his full potential is unlocked, he's, you know, his ceiling is, is literally number one quarterback in the league. Uh, so Wilson, he's only, yeah, he's sub 7,000 right now, um, on DraftKings, which is really surprising because they're, they have a sort of a dynamic pricing algorithm, which takes into account the matchup and to see Wilson that low already, uh, is is a little surprising. So I think Wilson will, will definitely jump up. Um, Derek Carr is a guy I think he's going to go down in price, considering you know matchups, two matchups against Denver, two matchups against Kansas City, two matchups against San Diego, who is a you know an underrated uh, secondary. So um, Wilson will go up. Carr definitely will go down at quarterback. Interesting. And that running back. 
Running back, um, you know, Levitan brought this to my attention uh, during the podcast. Amir Abdullah is extremely, extremely underpriced um, on DraftKings. He's only 4.3. Part of that is is the matchup, I guess, against uh, Arizona, even though um, even though Detroit is going to be at home. But Abdullah, you know, I, I personally love Theo Riddick, but, you know, we, we pretty much have to be honest here. Amir Abdullah is plenty capable of being – very effective in the passing game and can cut in, you know, to that role. Uh, Zach Zenner is a little interesting, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's necessarily going to uh, um, be the, uh, the touchdown vulture that, uh, you know, that we've, we uh, are fearful of Ty Montgomery, uh, you know, being associated with player profiler, I'm, I'm pretty much obligated to love Ty Montgomery, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I could see him, you know, I could see his, Price skyrocket, and we talked about how crazy the, the price is on Carlos side. He's, I mean, he just has to go up by default. So there's there's a couple running backs for you there that uh, I think you're definitely going to be big risers. Would you say Ty Montgomery is kind of the equivalent of Stefan Diggs for Rotoviz? Is it to that level? Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I think that's a that's a perfect comparison. <laughs> yes, <laughs> awesome. Well, speaking of wide receiver, then who do you uh, who do you think will be uh, increasing in price at wide receiver? Yeah, we mentioned Diggs. I think he's a he's a guy who could go there up. You go. We talked about Garcon. Yeah, we talked about Garcon. Uh, you know, we've already seen him lead the league in targets once. Uh, I don't know if it'll necessarily happen, uh, but with Brian Hoyer, who I think is a very underrated, uh, all things are possible. Allen Robinson, I think that's sort of a matchup thing. He his price is way down because he's playing Houston. Uh, I it's hard to imagine him being as bad as he was last year. Uh, so I think almost by default he'll go up. Eric Decker, just a, a couple of red zone touchdowns. I think his price is going to go up as well. Cool. And then uh, let's close it out with tight end. Yeah, we meant, we meant, I mean, we've been beating Ertz to death, but, you know, certainly his price is, is going to get adjusted. Jimmy Graham, uh, you know, a, a couple of, in, you know, tight ends are always seem to be, seem to be getting hurt. Jimmy Graham included in that, unfortunately, but, you know, he's a couple injuries away for being, you know, contending for, for, you know, tight end number one, really. Uh, and Austin Hooper, he's like just buried. His, his price is, is buried. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen him used uh, a pretty decent amount in the preseason. And, you know, that offense is going to change. We've, we've got a different play caller. And uh, Hooper makes a lot of sense to uh, to get more involved. Um, you know, I don't know what you think about Mohamed Sanu, but I, I don't think he's really a game changer as a secondary target. So uh, there's plenty of room there, I think, for Hooper to get more involved in Atlanta. Do you think he has the upside to become the secondary target uh, behind Julio and, you know, be, be the second on the team in targets in, in Atlanta? I don't know. I, that's that's pretty lofty. Um, I don't I don't think so. I mean, there, there certainly could be some weeks, you know, where they just see that vulnerability in a defense and, and use Hooper a decent amount. Um, I mean, I, I certainly think he could, I mean, I know they've talked about, you know, getting, uh, Julio, uh, Julio more involved in, in the red zone, but if that doesn't come to fruition, and if you're an opposing defensive coordinator, uh, you certainly want to put a bunch of bodies on Julio. I don't, and, you know, maybe this is a hot take right on the spot, but <laughs> Hooper could certainly, I think, I think there's very much a possibility he could lead the team in receiving touchdowns. Wow. All right. That is a little bit of an on the spot hot take. Uh, and I guess we'll leave it there. Uh, Eric, thanks so much for coming on. Everyone, make sure to follow Eric on Twitter, at Eric McClung. And make sure to check out his new uh, podcast, which is going to be coming out this week uh, and uh, and every week thereafter for the rest of the season. That's uh, the big tilt on uh, the Roto Underworld Podcast Network. Eric, thanks so much. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Pat. This was a, a great uh, sort of almost an impromptu uh, promotional vehicle for this new podcast. I appreciate it. And behind the scenes, uh, you have been uh, quite literally instrumental in making this happen. You're a super knowledgeable guy when it comes to podcasting. I've had editing questions. We we, we talked about one uh, just before uh, we actually recorded. So uh, uh, definitely thank you very, very much uh, for all your knowledge and, and being available when, when I've had uh, some questions. You're uh, Definitely play a part in this as well. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I get like weirdly uh, into editing audio for some reason. It's like a, 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 it allows me to nerd out in a way that just it really works for me for some reason. So happy to share uh, what I've been, the knowledge I've been able to accrue doing that. So uh, thanks again. And um, hopefully we'll get you back on sometime soon. All right, man. Sounds great. Thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio, the flagship Rotoviz podcast. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com, and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com slash radio. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event. Now serving limited time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Hey guys, it's Mike. As you know, I adopted my pup Rocky from a local rescue. When people asked me what kind of dog Rocky was, I was always stumped. I used an Embark Dog DNA test to decode my most puzzling questions about Rocky. You can also learn about your dog's inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlock over 350 breeds and screen for over 200 genetic health risks. Save $50 on a breed and health kit with promo code KIT at EmbarkVet.com. Again, that's promo code KIT. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.